Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the strange. Check us out. I'm to loving the strange. <laughs> Where Shawnee is talking and criticizing me. No, I was just saying for the new podcast, I'll be the tech person. And I would be absolutely the happiest human Okay, because I'll go live when I actually start the intro. <laughs> for all of you who are currently listening, I failed to go live. And had to play the intro possibly three times or only two times. Dude, you can't post a comment at 6.30. You're, you're, honey. Yeah. You have to stay focused. I am. Okay. So, hi, D. Harris. <laughs> and everyone who can't read the comments because they're listening to the podcast after the fact. I look super exhausted and beat up. So, I'm just letting y'all know. She's not beat up. I'm not, not beat up. Me. And I'm not on drugs, but I kind of look like it right now. Um, D says hi. Hi, D. It's like 400 degrees in here now. It's so hot here. And Doug's here. Hey, Doug. Doug made me cry today. So hi. He made me a really nice uh, email. Yeah. And it, you know how Is like. art? No. Um, and it, you know how, like, when people are super kind or nice, I cry? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. Yeah. Doug if made I, me if cry. I, if, I, if I make her a tuna fish sandwich, she'll cry. If it's a tuna melt, she'll tuna cry. Melt. That's, yeah. what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, man. D, thank you for saying I look fine. You are Ooh. a beautiful liar, D. And hey, Susie's here from Bangor, and we're going to share a couple of Susie's stories because tonight's podcast is not about us being sweltering or me crying or looking bad. It's actually about um, animals and pets and the amazing, beautiful, psychic sometimes, or even just strange things that they do. For instance, we I once had a dog. And my dog's name was... Wait, let me interrupt you one second. Oh, for God's sake. You I'm never sorry. let me talk, babe. I'm going to go get a sweat rack. Do you all want to? Are you really getting a sweat rack? Dude, I'm already starting to drip. Do you want my paper towel? No, it's wet. Okay, whatever. Okay, anyways, let's stay on topic, Sean. Tell me about your dog, baby. Okay. I'm sure I've never heard the story. Okay. Whoa, whoa, wait. Look what John said. You're so mean to me. If John Bell wasn't already married, I would try to have him love me because he's a nice man, Sean. Oh, and nice you're mean. Um, Sean Bell said that's the look of a hardworking, beautiful lady, but he wrote lazy because he had a typo. Maybe he went lousy. <laughs> but, anyways, thanks, John Bell, for making me feel better about myself. And thank you, D, too. She's a hardworking lady. I'll tell you that. I'm very tired right now. And tired. You can tell. She's been up at 5 a.m. I'm punchy. Waking my ass up. He stays in bed. Um, anyways, the point here is, Sean, are you going to get a towel, paper towel? Not yet. Okay. So the point here is, this is all about dogs and cats and whatever pets you have. And the weird and amazing and cool things that they do um, that are... (laughs) 
or that kind of make your brain go what or wow or oh cry the way i cry when anybody is good and kind to me every day every day i kind of or something crazy i'm a really lucky in a, person in, a, in, a, in a, any tv show happens like somebody dies okay that's not happy crying that's like oh no that's not happy crying. no that's somebody's died in empathy Anyways. crying I was trying to, but you interrupted me and oh. then I had to backtrack and then oh, recreate and then circle around again. And I'm so sorry. It's all right. I See, still this love is why you. people never come over to our house to visit. Because the conversations go all askew. No, because <laughs> when people come to our house and visit, we don't talk. We let them talk, actually. Haven't yeah. you ever noticed that? No, that's only one person. <laughs> okay, anyways. Here we go. Dog stories. I was going to tell a story about a dog I had. And that dog's name was um, Tala. And she was a great dog. She was a great Pyrenees or this big, white, fluffy, protector dog. They are protectors of sheep and livestock traditionally from the Pyrenees Mountains. They're huge and white and fluffy. And they look like overgrown uh, golden retrievers turned white. They're a really cool dog. They bark a lot, but they're a really cool dog. And Gabby, I mean, Tala was one of my first dogs that I had that was up here. And Tala hated anybody who worked with pipes. <laughs> Except for me. Yeah. And I think the reason why. Oh, was that naughty? Oh, I yeah. didn't get it. Definitely. Oh, Sean. <laughs> oh, nosies. Okay, so Tala, there, I think the reason why she hated all people who worked with plumbing was because. Oh, I still work with plumbing. Babe. Please stop. Hi, <laughs> uh, Um. All right, so she worked with plumbing, and no, she didn't work with plumbing. Sean worked with plumbing. Oh my gosh, I can't even keep track. Anyways, Get it together, babe. my very large dog, who was adorable, never lived with anybody else other than us. She was like the only non-rescue dog I think I've ever had. She. We're both. We're both. We're both. Well, you're not. I am. <laughs> Oh, I hope this is working. All right, anyways. My internet's working better than yours. Sorry, folks. All right, anyways, so Tava, the very first plumber we ever had at our house, this was before Sean came, and he was kind of creepy. And I was a much cuter human being back then. I did look as tired. He wanted to, I think. And <laughs> and my dog hated him like hated him passionately and then we were at um like i think some place in ellsworth that's kind of like a like a strip mall and we were in our car and i'd just gotten in the car oh it was hannaford's and um that same plumber saw us and started walking towards us yeah. and tala was in the car and she was legitimately about to kill this guy going nuts huh absolutely nuts and tala was a really mellow dog she was very secure in her who she was she loved almost everybody in the whole world she hated this guy and um he like came over but then he like walked away and like got really freaked out because she was terrifying um and so then i looked the plumber guy up 
and it turned out he had he was on the sec main sex offender registry oh really for a ton of things like a ton of things that happened i think in the 80s and uh and i don't know if that's why she hated him so much but she really hated him i don't know either because she didn't like the freaking wait yeah but after that it was like anybody who worked with plumbing or pipes and it might have just been the plumbing and pipes it might not have anything to do with that initial man she hated she loved pretty much every human in the world but if you were a plumber she was gonna kill you do you remember what our other dog scotty used to do when when you and i were working on the plumbing sean we have never worked on the plumbing and never made a child together. Come on. No, those sub- two don't go hand in hand. We're so okay. All right. So, hi. Do you have. always make a child. I mean, You're... solder and pipes don't make a child. Why are you doing this to me, baby? Anyways, but that was also like a weird dog. Like, he could be downstairs. We could be upstairs. Okay. There are some dogs, segue, that this has nothing to do with us. But there are some dogs that let's say you are in the process of trying to make a baby. Make a love. All right. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like you don't have to be anatomically like that configuration to make a baby. These like a certain type of dog, like you could be a man and a man or a woman and a woman or a them and a them or whatever. Like, and these dogs will bark and growl and act like, people are gonna die man if that dog was in the same room with us he would try to bite me on the ass don't sugarcoat it <laughs> i was really <laughs> trying like, to pretend we've never had sex before it honey was what? nothing it was like pack mentality right there I am <laughs> it was readiness weird, huh? i don't know how this podcast ended up here well let's go back to some good stuff because <sighs> that wasn't good stuff but anyways Dogs are so intriguing because they react certain ways to certain things and you never quite understand their triggers, right? Cats I had too. And cat. cats too. <laughs> Susie said, Sean, dig some ice out of your glass and rub it on your wrist and the back of your neck and cool off. Can you off. see the sweat building on my forehead? <laughs> I, I, I can't. This is backwards. So right here, look yeah. at that. It's yeah. beating up. Yeah, it's hot it's in gonna here. It's going to start running down pretty soon. It's going to start singing that. It's getting hot in here. John said no sound. Well, I think. I'll come back, John. No worries. You'll get it back. (laughs) Hopefully. Susie can hear us. Yeah, I know. Um, so, (laughs) um, help me God. Worst podcast ever. No way. You say that every time. But this one is. No, it's not. Okay. So. Because we've talked a little bit about plumbing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So D said. My Daisy used to like to watch soap operas. She'd get mad if I turned the channel while she was watching, and she'd growl. That's adorable, Dee. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Dee, that's so cute. Oh. And Doug Marshall said, at the dog park, every day is hump day. It's butt-sniffing <laughs> day, at least. Man. Doug, you and Sean are never allowed to be in the same room together. <laughs> We should have Doug on as a guest podcast or something. Oh, if if he could get a stable internet thing, we totally should. If we could have like Doug and Dee and John, it would probably be the, and Susie, it would be the most intriguing and interesting podcast we've ever had. It would. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, We should try to plan for that. Okay. So 
I was going to say that dogs are intriguing and interesting and fun. And they do bad things sometimes, like uh, when you're trying to congregate or conjugate or copulate. (laughs) When you're trying to do any of those C words, they can be annoying maybe or sometimes just watch. That's okay. You know, it's all about the pack. Oh, there goes Sean with the paper towel. Um, but they're also a loving and amazing protector. My very first great Pyrenees, because I've had a lot of peers, was in college and it was a rescue dog. Um, and it was really all right. So I'm gonna try to set the stage and tell this in a story form. So I'm he was huge. This was this dog that was rescued from a trailer and he was living um, with about 15, I think, other dogs in this trailer. To be fair, most of the other dogs were small dogs. And I use this for Time Stoppers, my middle grade novel. If you know, ever read that, like it's kind of in there. So the dog, RJ, um, was rescued from there because a coyote jumped in there and he killed the coyote. But then like the animal control people had to come and uh, he was only like 10 months old and he had massive hip dysplasia and all these issues because the lady who had him wanted him to be a show dog. And so she injected him with steroids. So he grew too fast. So this dog, when I got him, was like a year old and 180 something pounds. He was ridiculously large, right? He was like Ferrar size in the dog world. I weigh a little bit more than that. But in doggy world, that's like what he was, right? And so I get him and I'm still a college student and my boyfriend actually got him for me and I kind of didn't have a choice, but it turned out to be a good thing. Um, And we're walking through the campus and it's night and all of a sudden RJ stops. It's dark out, you know, we're walking near the library. It's like 10 a 10 PM. Sorry. I forgot my AMs versus my PMs. And RJ stops all his hackles rise. I've never seen him like this ever. Right. And he blocks me. He's like in front of me, making sure I cannot get past him. And I'm like, buddy, let's go, buddy, let's go. We need to go like, so totally impatient. And he is like, no, I'm not moving anywhere. And he's the most mellow, kind dog. He's like the kind of dog, like the he's so big and so fluffy and beautiful that children at the bus stop in Lewiston, where I lived off campus, would like flock to him and surround him. Like there'd be like, 30 kids coming off of a bus and they just like all be trying to pet him. Maybe not 30, more like 15, but they'd all be trying to pet him. Right. Because they loved him so much. And he'd just be this calm, gentle giant taking it totally chill. And this was the absolute polar opposite. Right. And he's like growling and I've never seen him growl before. And I'm like, what is there a coyote or something? Am I now his Pekingese? And like, he is growling. And then around the corner comes this guy who I cannot name. And he, I know, has sexually assaulted one of my friends freshman year um, and a couple other people. And RJ somehow knew before I even saw him that this guy who was dangerous to women, you know, usually in a date situation or, hey, it's a dorm party situation, 
was coming around. And the guy's like, oh, my God, it's your dog. Oh, my God, I've heard so much about him. He's so beautiful. And RJ was like, I'm going to effing kill you to this guy. <laughs> like, he was like, I was holding him back with everything I had. And I had never, ever had to do that. He was the most chill, amazing, wonderful dog. Until he saw this guy, the campus date rapist, basically. And awesome. he sensed him before I did. And he did that one other time when I was walking by security in campus. And it was not a man I knew. So I don't have any, like, you know, data about how accurate RJ was then. But this guy was so drunk. He was like someone from the city. And he was like staggering around, like super, like wobbly drunk guy. And um, I don't know if he was bad or not, but RJ thought he was bad. And it was stunning to me both those times because it was such a complete reversal of that dog's personality. And I don't know if they're smelling something or what it is, but it's, it's amazing. Vibe, yeah, like it's so feeling the vibe. It's amazing. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Johnny, do you want to read this? Because I've been talking too much. Sometimes they eat a whole six. Who is this long. from, bud? This is from Madeline. Susie. Susie Galley. Merks. Sometimes they eat a whole six-foot cloth belt room, bathroom belt. Emergency surgery is part of the story. The oh. belt came out totally dry in the middle because it was packed into a 15-month-old puppy stomach. The vet uses it as a prop when speaking at conferences about emergency surgery. No. Our no. dog was always pooping out stuff, our little puppy. We're not going to talk about that. All right. All right. Yeah, it's nasty. But we've solved the problem. Most of the problem. <laughs> we bought a special bowl for her that slows her eating down. And we have also um, put all trash cans above. Oh, yeah. 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 Bathroom trash cans are no yeah. longer in pogies. When the Pogies. ladies of the house are cranky, we put the trash cans up where Pogie can't get to. You them. just explained it to everybody, Sean. That's all right. I wasn't the one that had to pick up the poops. I am. I am the official poop picker upper. Kaylin, you're 18 minutes late, but you might want to just you leave. shall be penalized for that. No, you by listening to us talk now for the rest of the. <laughs> for, for the rest of the 42 minutes. Shani, do you want to share a story? What? Do you want to share a story? No. Yeah, I do. Sure. Real life or, or offline? Either. All right. Real life is offline, isn't it? I'm going to do... Well, it is now because I don't have any current dog stories. This one is from the <laughs> thoughtcatalog.com. Okay. Actually, oh, no. no the. It's just thoughtcatalog.com. I think I have that as a link, too. Oh, Get out of my life. Does that help? My pet is a psychic? Uh, I don't know. Okay. That makes me want to go back to the beginning and see that. Okay. Uh, Tell your story, Ben. Yep. My help. My pet is yeah, I, I took that one before you did. I read it out loud to you. No, you didn't. Anyways, <laughs> my old dog saved my dad's life. How so? My old dog always slept with my sister all the time. One night, my dad was just sitting in the living room. And my dog just sat out there staring at him instead of sleeping with my sister. 
My dad said he was sleeping out there, and he heard a female voice tell him to get up or he was going to die. What? He assumes it was his grandmother or something. What? Is his grandmother dead? I don't know. <gasps> I need details. If it's her, if it's the storyteller's father, his grandmother's probably dead. Okay. Because you got to assume the storyteller is an adult, right? Um, yeah. All right, let's say they're 20. That would make their father 20. Their grandmother, if everybody has a kid when they're 20, might be 80. But she's probably dead. No, 60, baby. You missed your math. No, it's his grandmother. I didn't miss my math. 20, his mother would 40, be 60. Yeah. 60. And 80 for his grandmother. No, if he's 20, then his dad's 40, then his Grammy's 60. No, his mother is 60. If her he's 40. Dad, he, it's her, it's his, the person's father's grandmother. So it's the Oh, person, it's a great grandmother. No, not great, babe. Please, let me explain. <laughs> The person telling the story is 20. Their father is was 20. That's 40. Right. Their mother was 20. That's four. That's 60. Their no, no, mother. they're his hit their father's mother? No, their father's mother. Yes. Oh, okay. Because it's their father's grandmother. It's not the the person sorry. Yeah, then the grandma's Sadie. Thank you. Okay. Anyways, he went to the hospital and had a blood clot in his heart. Oh no. One in his lungs and two in his leg. Oh no. And one leg even. He's all right now. Okay. But after that night, the dog slept with the sister again. That was the only time the dog never slept with him without not with the sister. Oh weird. Dogs are fantastic with the medical stuff. You know that. Yeah, do you want me to tell that story? Well, sure, but I can tell one more real life story. Okay, I'm ready. John Bell can relate. Okay. Um, if he can hear us. Yeah, I don't know if he can hear us or if he's still here. But when I was in high school, so my younger brother's 13 years younger than me. So let's just say I was 17. Okay. That would have made my younger brother four. We're doing a lot of math on this podcast. It's easy for me. Oh, okay? showing off. pay attention and don't argue, show you'll be all right. <laughs> Anyways, my brother was in, his front yard, in our front yard playing with a couple of his buddies. So they also would have been like four or five. And this dog was walking down, like right down the middle of our street. And she walked up our driveway, which wasn't long, into our carport. Uh-huh. You know what a carport is. And she was, You're being really mean to me tonight. That's because of the math thing. You You're so mean. So hard. I really she laid down on the concrete. And she never, ever left our house again. Did she get off the concrete? Oh, of course she did. She came inside because in she was our dog after that. Did you but all take good care of her? The, the, would you stop asking questions and let me take, tell the story first? The important part of the story is that she was pregnant. So she chose our house because she saw, and my assumption is that she saw these young kids Playing in the front yard, and she figured this was a good, safe house. Aww. And she gave birth to her puppies in our carport, <laughs> which we had actually, once we figured out she was pregnant, we put up a, like a chicken wire That's our puppy. fence around the edges. And she had a bunch of puppies. And Aww. John actually had one of the puppies named Rebel. He referenced it a couple podcasts ago. Aww. And she and she never left. She was our dog for the rest of her life. 
That's kind of sweet. I think I, I thought it was so cool. And then sometime later on down, <coughs> later on, we figured we didn't figure out. We found out that her her owners were going through a divorce and were like just totally ignoring her. Oh. So she just walked away from the house and, oh. went, and went and found another house for her and her puppies. That's really sweet, but also very clever of her. Oh yeah. There's our puppy. I know. I think she just wanted to go outside. I know. That's scary. Does she pee on the floor? Possibly. I'm going to go let her outside. Okay. All right. So, carry this baby. I, a <laughs> lot of pressure. So, as we all know, and it all listen to dogs being herded out by Sean. Um, dogs are kind of amazing, but cats are kind of amazing too, right? Like, we're all like dog, dog, dog. But there are so many stories of hero cats. And one of them is from cattime.com. And they have an amazing article that will be linked in our podcast notes about um, eight hero cats who save their owners' lives. And, you know, we all fall into the whole lassie, Timmy's in the well, doggy is saving you, but cats save people too. And here's a direct quote of a little baby story from cattime.com. And it's called Saved by Knock at the Door. Annette Shanahan started to feel ill one night. She was weak and disoriented and she wandered out of bed before collapsing into a chair. Low blood sugar. <laughs> Maybe. Her husband, Kevin, who would have slept through the ordeal like many a husband would if it weren't for the family cat, Gracie, who started pounding and knocking on the door. This was odd, as Gracie didn't usually try to get into their bedroom, unlike our cat, Cloud. God, I wish we had Gracie. <laughs> Kevin woke up, and he's like, whoa, my wife's in the chair. What the what? And he finds her, Annette. Like, and she's like struggling to breathe. So he calls 911. The firefighters get there and they're like, yo, man, you're all about to die because the carbon monoxide levels in this house are off the roof. Really? Yes. And if wow. it wasn't for that cat, like that couple maybe never would have woken up. That's pretty cool, actually. Like, it's so heroic. Like, we don't give cats enough cred, is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. That's amazing. Cat, see, cats usually get like the paranormal cred. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, oh, that my cat's seeing a ghost. Yeah, when it's or really whatever. just a bug. <laughs> Sometimes, but they usually they usually jump for bugs and ghosts. They just stare at and growl. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, I thought that was a really cool story. It is. I and, have another cat story for you. Okay, I'm ready. Which I think is pretty cool. Okay. It's not my personal story. It's off thoughtcatalog.com. Oh, my gosh. You're in that thought catalog. I'm going to get jealous. You know, that's a thing. When I was in elementary school, I was Funny. visiting my friend's house. I was sitting in her basement by myself watching television because she had gone up to get a snack. While she was gone, I was greeted by a kitty. She jumped on my lap, rubbed her face on me, and then disappeared somewhere in the house. 
My friend came back downstairs and I said, your cat is cute. Oh, no. She then proceeded to tell me that she doesn't have a cat. <laughs> I said, are you sure? <laughs> really? Uh, like, I, they're like not believing their friend. <laughs> like, no, I don't have a cat. And they're like, are you sure you don't have a cat? And I described the cat. You notice. Sorry. Apparently the cat that I described looked just like the cat they used to have, but it died three years ago. <gasps> boom. I know. But my question is this. If there was another live cat there, what would it have done oh. if the ghost cat had appeared? Ooh. Yeah. What do you think it would have done? It would have meowed. It would have like hissed and growled and been all crazy. You think so? Yep. Like, that would be kind of amazing. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> Sorry. I accidentally read these comments, okay. and it made me think about something. Hold on. We'll do Dee's comments so people who are just listening know what's going on. Dee wrote, Daisy used to hate when I would talk on the phone, and she would continuously bark until I got off the phone. And that made Sean laugh because... Because I was thinking, what if I could train Pony to do that when, when Emily calls? <laughs> Emily is our daughter. <laughs> That's horribly mean of me. You're a horrible human. I am. You are. I, I'm, I'm surprised the cats even get in my lap. Honestly, so am I. Um, Susie said, my childhood boxer traveled from Navy duty station to Navy duty station, starting in Maryland to Morocco, Turkey, Maine, Florida, and Puerto Rico. She had a write-up in the Ellsworth American for being the most traveled dog. That's Did you have awesome. to sedate her, Susie? Like, that's amazing. She's on the plane, man. Dogs travel on planes all the time. I know, but that's a lot of travel. Well, there's probably like two years in between. Oh, Doug said he lost a cat once and it came back after four years. Are you sure it was the same cat, Doug? Yeah, was it like Pet Cemetery? <sighs> that's but no, cool, cats though. can do that. I mean, our neighbor's cat was gone for 63 days, came back. Our neighbor? Oh, that he was a street over. Come on, close enough. I don't remember the guy with the stopped by and he left us a nice note. In the I thought it was just like three days. No, it was 60 something days, babe. No, it was not. Oh, the, the note's still on your desk. Find it, really? <laughs> yeah. And Doug said it was a very distinctive cat, and he's positive. It was that's amazing. Cat. That's amazing. Well, whoever was feeding it better probably died or moved. And the cat came back home. <laughs> Maybe they just finally let the cat Doug's out again. Doug's feeding it cat chow, and the <laughs> other people are feeding it the ones where you peel off the foil lid and there's wet food in there. <laughs> That's how cats are. They're little bitches. No, they're not. They are. Oh, Susie said they did not sedate the pup. She just traveled in a crate via plane, ship, and train. Maybe like she liked it. A John Candy, Steve Martin movie. We currently have a traveling cat right here. And when I take the carrier up to the room that it lives in, he'll jump right in it immediately. He jumps in it. He's like, I'm ready to go for a trip. Because he's tired of the room. No. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I yes. gotta go get our dog. Talk about something. John Bell said, other than that, our dogs are dumb from the heat. All they did was get us, get out, make us run all around the neighborhood chasing them and fighting other dogs <laughs> in the schoolyard. My dog's best trait was chasing off raccoons and possums from coming in my room at night 
because I slept with the outside door open from my hot aluminum room. I gotta go get our dog, but he's not lying. His dog, his room used to be a carport, and it was like 1960s style. Hey, close in your carport and make it a bonus room, and it was like trailer siding. It sounds so hot because oh they were in God, Florida. It was like an oven, and we didn't have air conditioning. We didn't. We lived in a neighborhood where central AC didn't exist. It was window mm. units or nothing. Oh. And this is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That sounds so it hot. It was not quite as hot as it is today, but it was He's damn lying. close. It what? was hotter. I'm sure it was hotter. No, not hotter. It's hotter now. Oh, you mean in Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. Okay. So, um, according to Doug, his cat was living in the same neighborhood and D thankfully provided the phrase fancy feast for the <laughs> cat food that Shawnee That's was exactly trying to explain. I, um, I have a cool story from Susie uh, that she emailed me to you. Emailed to me. I, Ready? Yeah. Okay. Ready. It's a little long. Our Chelsea Ocean Free Love, which is the best. Is name. that the dog's name? It's the best name. Was a rescued Sheltie small collie mix that our daughter bought and brought home. When dad, Art, and I were going every other weekend back and forth to Troy, New York from East Millinocket, Maine, we took Chelsea, Ocean, Free Love, with us. At the time, we were visiting Art's mother in a nursing home. Her husband is named Art, and so is her son, so that might be a little confusing. So we never guided her to individuals. She just seemed to know who needed puppy snuggles. One day, as we went by the nurse's station, there were three residents sitting in wheelchairs just to be out of their rooms. All were nonverbal. In the middle was a gentleman, very slumped over. Chelsea, Ocean Free Love, went up. <laughs> and put her head in his lap and just waited. Soon, the man's hand lifted and he began to stroke her head. As he did this, we could just barely hear him saying something to her. I went over and knelt down beside them and noticed he was crying and saying, doggy, good doggy. <laughs> The, That's awesome. I know. The charge nurse came over and began to cry, much like me, calling the other nurses and aides over. They were all crying. The charge nurse said he had not spoken in two years, the two years he had been in the nursing home. Wow. She said she would make sure that he went to the pet therapy group from now on. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That would have made, made me want to leave my poor dog there. I know. As <laughs> we were leaving that day, Chelsea pulled me toward a darkened room. I just want you all to imagine this day, because this day sounds like the most incredible experience. Oh, you would have cried so much. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. I'd be blogging, like, forever about these things. <laughs> As we got closer, I just barely heard a woman asking for help. I asked if I could turn the light on. And when she said yes, I turned on the light to discover her arm was caught in the side of her wheelchair and she was bleeding a great deal. Chelsea went and sat facing the woman. I pulled the emergency cord and Art ran back to the nurse's station for help. Once help arrived, Chelsea got up and walked out of the room. 
Chelsea was a smart dog. Man. Chelsea sounds like the most amazing dog that's yeah. ever existed. A typical herding dog trait Chelsea exhibited was counting her sheep. When we would have guests at the house, she'd greet them at the door and then walk behind them close enough that they had to step forward until she herded them into the living room. <laughs> then, throughout their evening, she would go around and gently nose each leg or hand and then go lay down. Someone asked what she was doing, and I said, she's counting her sheep. Just watch what happens when one gets up to leave. She would try to herd them back into the living room <laughs> by nudging and barking. And once That's they left, so awesome. I know, once they left, she would sit by the door for a bit and then go back and recount the sheep that, left, that were left. When one of our family members visited and left, she would go outside for several days in a row and give a two-bark call for them to come back. That's cool, too. That's like the best dog this ever existed but they had another dog yeah chancy girl and she was like pretty much a self-trained therapy dog for ptsd yeah and she always faced toward art's back if he was at a counter and she never left his side when he took a major fall at a rest area and had to be helped up by strangers she never barked or growled just stayed by his side until i came out of the rest stop bathroom and at night, she would nudge his side of the bed if his blood sugar went low. And then, while at a coffee hour at Art's childhood church, she intervened when a man became, this man doesn't sound terribly nice, when a man became physically aggressive toward Art by shouting and poking him in the chest with two fingers at church. Never mind. Uh, well, church can do things to a person. I guess, so maybe. Go sometimes. to a Pentecostal church. Shawnee. Chancy was across the room with me when she got up and yanked on the leash. She went over to where the altercation was taking place and she wedged herself between Art and the other man. And then she forcefully leaned against Art's legs until he had to step back away from the attacker. She never growled or barked, just gently moved Art away from the harm. I had to step in between and then tell the guy to back off. Good for you, Susie. We've um, a couple dogs like that. Yeah, and but then they probably would have growled or Oh yeah, they possibly <laughs> would have bitten the person. Art had totally shut down with PTSD, and then Susie said that we miss them greatly. They just know when someone needs protection, nudge, or an extra bit of love. Yeah, dogs are pretty amazing like that. Sometimes. Um, like how? Are you gonna are you gonna tell any stories about? RJ Ritala. I can tell them about and RJ. Particular... So when I was in college, as some of you know, I got mono and the Epstein-Barr system um, is, I'm sorry, the Epstein-Barr virus is what causes mono. But for me, it attacked my brain. And thus, you have the carry that you see now, a less intelligent carry. Um, Otherwise, she wouldn't be with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Epstein-Barr syndrome. So I had a lot of cognitive degeneration. And fortunately, Bates College was lovely, and they let me stay, um, even though I was it, and it attacked my brain. And when it attacked my brain, not only did it give me, like, I lost, like, 10 or 15 IQ points and my ability to like verbally recall pretty much everything I heard. I had an amazing recall. She um, still thinks she can do that. Oh, 
I do. Oh, I'm almost always right. Um, and, and then it also gave me seizures. And so I, hey, Sayer. And so I had tons and tons of seizures all the time from this um, virus that attacked my brain. Uh, it actually, that same virus gave one of my friends brain cancer that they fortunately survived. So Epstein-Barr virus can be really, really bad. Um, and so... I was having seizures a lot, and they were Jacksonian seizures, which means for me that they came from my temporal lobe, and they started with my right hand jerking really hard, and then they'd march up my arm into my body, so until my whole body had a seizure, and I was unconscious, basically. I guess that's like the... That's a good that's sparks a fine note. description. That's worse than that, but it's a fine description. It's like the Sparks note version. Yeah. Anyways, whenever RJ, that dog I was telling a story about in the beginning of this podcast, that great Pyrenees who knew when bad people were walking around campus, apparently, when I had a seizure, he would take my hand. I don't remember this, but my roommates would tell me, would take my hand in his mouth and hold it there. And then if that didn't stop the seizure, because sometimes you can stop the cycle of the neurons happening for Jacksonian seizures, he would lay this huge 180-pound dog would lay on my entire body and try to keep me from, like, hitting my head. Or if I was on the ground, he would, um, like, block from, like, between me and like the wall like he did everything or sometimes I guess he would put his head like his head or his arm under my head because he somehow was so smart that he knew that if I hit my head I would be hurting myself a lot more and he was like the most amazing dog ever see I love that story because I know it's so true (laughs) from personal experience Carrie if Carrie's like on the couch or in a bed or anything and she has a seizure, she always ends up on the ground. I tend to fall down. However, I don't have that many seizures. I also though. know, and you would, never, you would never remember this, but I mean, he, I, I, I cannot, with never meeting RJ, I can almost guarantee you that he had your hand in his mouth before you actually started having a seizure. But you'd never remember that after the fact. No. no I because don't. I know for a fact. Uh, when you start having your little tremors, the only way for me to lessen, I can't really stop it, but to, or sometimes I can stop it, is for me to take your right hand and interlace my fingers with yours, hey, boogie, and <laughs> and squeeze it to the point where it causes you pain. And I think that pain interrupts your, your, your brain receptors. Because, well, I think because that... Because it will yeah. prevent you from having a seizure and you'll kind of for lack of a better word, wake up. Yeah. So, anyways. so I think that's what RJ was trying to do, but he probably didn't want to bite you. No, because that he would hurt. would have had to do probably to stop it. Yeah, but he was like the best dog, and he wasn't a dog. Like, they have dogs that alert to diabetes, and they alert to seizures, but he was a rescue dog, like I was talking about before, and he wasn't trained for any of that. No, they can just feel like crap, man. He just they knew. Instinctively. Kind of like we had this other dog, Gabby. <laughs> yeah. And she was a wonderful dog. She was very much my dog. 
And she hated anybody who had ever done cocaine. She did. I can tell you that. Well, like, if you had in your past, it doesn't matter if you know hadn't done cocaine for 45 years. She would sense it. And if you hit the, you were at our house, she would never stop barking at you. No, she would not like you. Nope. Never. And it's so weird. Like, there must be, like, just some smell or something or attitude or way you wave your arms or some sort of thing that was similar in all those people. But she could sense it. If you yeah. had done pot, totally didn't care. No, no. didn't care. If didn't you care. had alcohol, didn't she care. Me. <laughs> but if you, I like... But, like, if you had them, it was just so weird. Like, it was like a switch. It's amazing to me. Yeah. I love it. I know. Um, Susie has another story. Can you read it? Yes. Because I feel like I talked to her. One of the many bases that Susie lived at during her childhood. And grown up hood. Her dog, Boxer, Duchess, would go to the front gate where the Marines would share their lunch with her. <laughs> they would then bring her home to the front seat of the Marine Corps Jeep. I gotta tell you, Susie, every single one of our dogs would have, have gone to the front. They would never leave the front gate if people were sharing their lunch with them. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Except maybe Gabby. Gabby would have. Gabby yeah, uh, wasn't much of a poo down, actually. No, she was all about. She was just a love. Yeah. She was a lover. Um, Susie has another one. You want to read it? Sure. Yeah. When I, uh, whenever I am recovering from illness or surgery, Chelsea Ocean Free Spirit comes and lays beside me on the bed. After lung surgery, the nurse asked I, the hubby arc, why I was patting the bed. He told her Chelsea was with me. It's going to make me cry. Don't cry, baby. No, it's going to make me Sorry. Ah, stop it. It's just so sweet, though. It is sweet. All right, Sayer said, Susie, that's so sweet. I don't even know how to respond. That's sweet. Is it good enough? Okay. <laughs> Sayer said, a German Shepherd is a good one. My sister used to have German Shepherds all the time. She loved them. And they were cool. I loved their dogs. They were really smart ones she had. So, Have you ever had a German Shepherd, Shani? No. Never. Never? Nope. Oh, nope. That's too bad. Do you want to hear a story? Do you want to tell a story? Yeah. You? Yeah. Or me? Either. You got another one? Go ahead. All right. In Brazil, this is from Newsweek.com, Typhoon, the dog, saved a 12-year-old girl from a venomous snake. The child was... I'm reading this like I'm William Shatner. I just you kind of are. <laughs> All right. The child was outside near her home when she encountered a six-foot-long Gerarca snake. Upon seeing the snake, she screamed, but otherwise was frozen with fear. But Typhoon came to the rescue and attacked the snake, getting bitten himself, what? and managed to scare the snake away. Did Typhoon live? Yeah. Did they brought him to the vet. He's all right. But then there's this other dog... Who's um? How do you say this breed, baby? It's like a German Shepherd. It's a Belgian Malinois. Malibu. Mal oh, no, not Malibu. Uh, 
Let me see. M A L I N O I S. Oh, it's a malinois. Ba- okay. Malinois. So Rue, a malinois, yeah. saved his neighbors, quote, by alerting his owners to a fire next door. Like he was frantically barking at the front door yeah. so that his owner, like, was like, what's going on at this house? And like, got them awake. And they're like, oh, there's a fire. And then they all survive because his dog outside alerted to the fire in their house. Yeah, they're like the they're like the um, the other canine for like cops and stuff. They're, yeah. For, instead of German Shepherds, a lot of people use them. They're real smart. Real can I, smart. Can I tell one more Newsweek story? Because it's also about a Great Pyrenees, my favorite dog breed in the whole sure world. Thing, baby. That we don't currently have. <laughs> Not anymore. <sighs> no more long-haired rude dogs. He doesn't love me. All right. So Jepson, a four-year-old Great Pyrenees, was around to save the day when two men attempted to kidnap a rescue shelter volunteer. What? The rescue center, like, like was like, oh my gosh, and shared it on Facebook. Yeah. Hopefully, Jepson got adopted, and said, "Jepson's a very good boy. He's good with people, unless you're a criminal, and then he's yeah. good." <laughs> I can totally see that with a great Pyrenees. Yeah, but can you imagine, like, this lady, like, is about to get kidnapped, right? And like this dog, this random dog in a shelter. You know, but it's not not if it's a great Pyrenees and she's there loving on it every day. You no. know it's gonna be protective of the, her. Yeah, I swear. I I know breeds aren't supposed to be genetically different. Blah blah blah. They're probably genetically different, according to the latest reports from science. And science is important, but I swear I've never met a breed like Pierce. They're very protective. They bark a whole lot, but they yeah, are. Right, they do. But they are. And they seem really dumb because they're so stubborn, but they're so protective. They're really like they're like they're like like Susie's sheep herding dog thing. They don't they may not count their flock, but they're gonna protect their flock. Yeah, and they're like a Sean. They're like Sean and dog form. They're like, oh, you're bad. You have a bad energy. You're good. You have a good energy. Oh, you're sad. You have a sad energy. They just like. Well, that skunk that came in our backyard one night had a bad energy. Let's not talk about that. Because Gabby ran out there before I even knew what was happening, and it was dead. Uh, our dog killed something once. Sean was proud of it. I was horrified. I am proud of it. And the time she didn't kill the skunk, she was brave enough to take all of its spray in her mouth. She did. So she didn't smell that bad. She had no fear. She's like, I'm not going to make my mama have to wash my whole body. <laughs> Just my head. One of my favorite dog stories about um, Tala, a Great Pyrenees, and Scotty, who I think was a mix. Scotty, background for those of you who don't know him, was this great, another great big rescue that we had who was a peer with like badger markings. His whole tongue was flayed. Like... <sighs> And Dude, had it would take that dog a half an hour to get a drink out of the water bowl. The poor guy, his tongue was so screwed up. They had no idea what happened to it, but it was basically like someone took a knife to the whole side of his tongue yeah. over and over and over again. He had bullets in him. 
this was a dog from i think alabama and he had gone through a lot and he was the nicest kindest dog you could ever imagine and one time a golden retriever tried to attack sparty an off-leash golden retriever whose owner was nowhere in sight um tried to attack sparty um in glen mary park in bar harbor and scotty just stood there sideways as the golden retriever was lunging and biting him trying to get to sparty and i this was only like 10 seconds but it was the worst 10 seconds in my life and scotty just stood there and took it he was just like you cannot get to my doggy friend and my people because you know that's not what's going to happen. But one of my favorite stories, I have a lot of stories about Scotty because he was so cool. But one of my, <laughs> my favorite stories was when Gabby, I mean, Tala was still alive. Gabby and Tala have really the same energy. So I, I always use their names interchangeably. But when Gabby was still alive, I was taking them out. Uh, we lived in Ellsworth, Maine at the time. I was taking them out for their nighttime walk. And there was a, it was winter and there was a bear out there right by our garage which i had no idea as i opened the door and the two dogs lunged after the bear like and i had these two like 120 pound or no Sparty, scotty wasn't that big but he was like 90 pounds how uh -huh. big was he like dogs like it was like water skiing they're yanking me up and over going after a bear that's how crazy they were and then one time we lived on a river and there was um same house, same house. and this um they were having a um shawnee you can probably help me with this it was the police department and they were down in surrey and they were doing like ammunition blowing up bomb things i don't know baby they were doing some sort of testing i wish scott kane was here because he could he's our sheriff and he could probably tell me but like they were blowing up things and hearing the sound of explosion isn't something you normally heard and the river amplified it and scotty was like what the heck is that but he probably swore and he ran to the side door in our house took his giant pier paw opened the door and ran out <laughs> towards the explosion i'll never forget that he was a good dog in that one he was the most amazing dog ever the end <laughs> doug marshall says quote would you like to read it sean some people occasionally wash their whole body even not <laughs> even when not sprayed by a skunk i was talking about a dog <laughs> And I, in fact, washed my whole body about two hours ago. He did. Just for Carrie's pleasure. No, it's because he felt grimy. As I do again now. He feels grimy again. As we sit here in the 90 degree heat with no fans, <laughs> oh, no she... air conditioning. Susie said. Doing this podcast. Just for you. Susie <laughs> said, my mom said she knew when one of us kids was coming home from an overseas duty station because she had to pick up cats and dogs. Up <laughs> That's just how it would be for us, too. I know. Uh, uh, you're right. Uh, all right, you want to hear another cat story? Or do you have one? I have a cat story. I would love to hear it. All right. The title is, My cats went crazy at the precise moment my friend was killed, was getting killed in a car accident. That's terrible. I think it's a great story. Okay. 
My uncle and aunt died in a car accident when I was 11 years old. Aww. They had two cats who I adopted, more like they adopted me, after the accident. They would follow me all over the house, would curl up with only me, and would meet me when I came off the bus after school. Oh, that's like my daughter's heaven. Move on to high school a few few years later, and the cats are still my best friends. I dated a girl for a while, and she would play with my cats, bring them catnip toys, and was just a real sweetheart towards them. I could tell they really loved spending time with her. Her dad was transferred to the Chicago area, and so we broke up because of the distance. A year goes by, and I'm laying on my bed reading a book with my cats next to me. All of a sudden, both cats jump up and start meowing like crazy, spinning in circles while looking up at a spot near my ceiling like They have never done this before, but I could tell they were agitated. They did this for about five minutes, and eventually they relaxed a bit and lay down with their tails twitching, still looking around the room, but not meowing anymore. Just kind of a low, guttural sound, which Aww. is worse than a meow. They stop, I said that one. They stop after about 45 minutes and go back to being a little more relaxed. My mom got a phone call the next afternoon from a friend who knew my ex-girlfriend's family. My ex-girlfriend had been killed in a car accident the night before. About a week uh, later, I realized her accident took place about 10 minutes before my cats went crazy. Oh, wow. She died in the hospital after the accident. About the same time, my cat settled down. I don't think this was a coincidence. Aww. That's so amazing. It's crazy, isn't it? So wild. Yeah. Animals are so amazing. Like... I'm going to sound so weird, but I kind of feel like we all have these energies and like people who are psychic are just picking up on the vibrations of other people. And like, I think that, you know, like when something really bad happens, uh, I mean, I'm going to sound weird. Doug Marshall, you're going to still love me after this, right? <laughs> Doug's my favorite skeptic. Um, But like in my family, you know, like I could like my cousin Marky broke his arm one time and my mom came into my room and I was like Marky just broke his arm didn't he and my uncle Ronnie I guess had just called her and told her that and she was like how did you know that and I'm like oh I just saw him fall off his skateboard and she was like that makes no sense and it doesn't make sense you know I was like 10 or something and the the point is that I think that we all have these vibrations and like sometimes people or animals or family units are attuned to like these similar vibrations. And we just kind of vaguely somehow magically, not magically science that we haven't described yet, pick them up, you know? And I feel like, you know, when we think about the dogs who always love, hate people who are plumbers because of that one plumber, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like them almost sensing things that we don't realize as humans that we might be able to sense or don't can't quite sense or just haven't described yet with science and it's so cool to me how super cool animals can like do that undescribable yeah and of all of all the paranormal stuff you know like like you can investigate or talk about or whatever um cats and dogs are like something 
Comparatively speaking. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you can see it in action. And it's weird because we almost accept it more from our animals yeah. than we do from other humans. Which is kind of weird. Well. I don't know. Seems deep. That seems too deep for us. No, pocket. but when you have things like the, the, the my ex-girlfriend died in a car accident, and the cats were going crazy at that time, you know, that's more acceptable than, oh, I saw a, I saw a shadow out of the corner of my eye or yeah. something. Or like, oh, I can feel my mom touching my forehead or my <laughs> right. dad died and he always smoked lucky strikes and so 20 years later so i could smell lucky strikes right. you know in maine when he died in california like something random <laughs> do you know what i mean like i know what you mean it's more tangible yeah like most some, of the animal stuff yeah but why is that why is it yeah i don't know because they don't have any filters that's why <sighs> animals don't have they're very base they're smart in their baseness, intelligent. <laughs> but you know why? I'll tell you why. It's because it's it's really like primal. It's because it's instinctual, and humans have lost that. Unless you're me, does that mean I'm not evolved? Well, not just you, but you know, there's a lot of people that call themselves psychics or I'm mediums, not a psychic. Medium, yeah, you are kind of medium psychicish, baby. No, I definitely am not. Whatever, you're a liar. But he loves me, really. He I does. do love her. He may but call he, me a liar. He just won't admit the truth about herself when it's good. I don't know or if that's different. good. All right, that might be why. Yeah. Thanks, Sayer. That's what it is. I wish I was loved by everyone, but I am sadly not. <laughs> Nobody can be loved by everyone. Not even Bill Clinton, although he tried <laughs> a little too hard. That's an ancient political reference. I don't here. care. And you made me happy. On your Clinton years. I can't. <laughs> Bill Clinton was a former U.S. president. For those of you who don't know, because you don't live in our country or you're too young, and he like was well known for trying to make everybody love him, which somebody just claimed I tried to do too. Who? The person you called an F stick on Facebook. Oh, he was a fuck stick. Shonda will say the word. Oh. I don't care. Facebook hasn't banned us yet. They're not going to ban us. They will today. No, they won't. Yes, they will. They won't. All right. Dee has said that she has psychic moments, but doesn't think of herself as a psychic. Well, I, Dee, that's because you're not open. Everybody's Dee. a psychic. You just have to be in tune with yourself and allow yourself to believe. You sound like your aunt, babe. Come on, baby. Anyways, D, I'm with you right there. I would yeah, never. No, think. Carrie's quite, quite in tune with the paranormal type stuff. Like paranormal is not the right word, I guess. But, no, it's really not. But she. Let's not talk about this. Okay. Let's just talk about cute little puppies and kitties. No, I think we're probably done. Babe. Yeah, it's I think we are. All right, hey. You. You've talked long enough. <laughs> You're so mean to me. I love hearing you talk. As soon as we as soon as we sign off and hear, I'm gonna get to hear you talk for a few more hours and love it. No, you'll be talky. Me? Yeah. I'm not talky. You're so talky. I'm never talky. You're such a liar. Like... John Bell, you still here? <laughs> Thank you for your offer. You're oh. a wonderful man. 
John Bell made me cry today. <laughs> Everybody made me cry today. Carrie's been crying. Like, oh, you know what that means? That I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, right. God, I... No. Hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're too old to have babies. No. <laughs> that would be exciting. No. Can we put it up for adoption no. for like two years? No. <laughs> no. I know you love babies, but no. That's why I said two years. I know. Wait, no. Uh, let's put it up for adoption at birth and we'll take it back after it sleeps through the night. No, I like babies. No. <laughs> I are such a mess. John says he's always here. And uh, Susie says we have a baby named Pogi, and that is so true. Oh my god, she's she's awesome. She's <laughs> an awesome baby ass. She's the best baby ever. She wants yeah. to play right now. She's huh? got she's got playsies right now. You can Plaisies. hear her. <laughs> She's telling you it's time to go, baby. Thank you all for being here. Thank you so much. We're have sorry it wasn't weekend. awesome, but you're awesome for being here. And we hope you have the best and most amazing weekend. And if you cry, we hope you only cry happy if tears. If you cry, I think you carry. No. Because you crying too. <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. We'll see you in two Thank days. you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening.